All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Marielle Marie and as always, I'm super excited to roll into this next hour with you all. Um, I had a chance to speak with our guest speaker offline uh, for a few moments and I'm, I'm ready to learn with you all. I know that she's got a lot of knowledge to drop today. So I just want to go over some quick housekeeping rules to make sure everyone feels comfortable and confident in this next hour. Um, I'd like to start off by saying you know, there are a lot of crazy things going on in the world. Uh, so I know that you, that you all could be doing anything else right now, but you're deciding to be present with us intentionally for this next hour. So I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, with that said, I've put, uh, I've turned everyone on mute uh, upon entrance just to avoid background noise, but I can't stress enough. I would love to hear from you throughout this hour. You know, you are showing up here live, so your voice matters. Feel free to come off of the mute whenever you want. Uh, I'll sound like a broken record by the end of this chat. I want to hear from you. If you can't come off of mute, feel free to write in the chat box uh, and I will flag that to our guest speaker. If you have any sensitive material that you want to be you know kept anonymous feel free to find me uh, under Mariella Marie in the chat box write to me privately and I will keep you anonymous I'll flag that to our guest speaker. Uh, the last thing that I'll say is that this is being recorded so if you do come off mute you will be featured in our live recording and with that said I know we live in a world where everyone is multitasking uh, but I ask for your presence this next hour and then you can re-watch the video and you can take notes vigorously there uh, at your leisure. And we'd love for you to follow Power to Fly on socials and also to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can keep up with all the great chats we've got lined up for you. Um, I'm going to pass the mic now to our guest speaker, Eleanor. Eleanor, let us know a little bit about yourself. I won't read what's on the screen here. I would love to hear from you. So let us know about yourself, how you came to know about Power to Fly and what you're excited to share with us today. Thank you so much, Mariela, for having me. And also thank you for this incredible and inclusive space that you have at Power to Fly. Uh, it's really a delight. And I think I actually saw an event that you put together, which really caught my eye. And I thought this could be an amazing, amazing platform that I could also share some of my insights and knowledge um, to your community. So thank you. Um, and I also wanted to thank uh, those who joined today. It's, um, it's really super, super excited to, to meet you all virtually. And I encourage you to ask questions and uh, share your insights. I'd love it to be kind of interactive as much as possible. So just about me, and I will not you know, read my CV here because it's less interesting, I find. I just say in a nutshell, I work in the UK government. And what I do is I build tech partnerships between the UK and Israel. I am a mother of three lovely girls. Um, and as part of my work, I also, and, and actually my, my personal passion is I, I drive gender diversity into tech and innovation. But I think what will be really interesting for me to talk about now as I introduce myself is really what brought me uh, to talk about self-promotion, because I, I think it's important to understand what drives people. So I've spent six years um, building a really thriving community at the largest Jewish cultural center in Europe. And then I was trying to switch career path um, to the tech industry, thinking, you know, I've got all these transferable skills. I can do this. But then I realized that no one outside my immediate um, network had a clue about all the hard work that I've done for, for years, you know, the money I raised, the people I brought together, the partnerships that I built from the ground up and so I had to find a way to, to communicate all my past achievements and build a strong profile for myself from, from scratch. So the lesson for me was that you know, my work alone, no matter how good it was, was not enough to get me noticed. And so I was still not comfortable really talking about my achievements and successes. And I attended this workshop uh, called I Am Remarkable. And this is a Google workshop 
um, that really helps women and underrepresented groups recognize their achievements and really vocally express their successes. So it made such an impact on me uh, and helped me really overcome this, this discomfort in self-promoting that I felt compelled to help others recognize their, their achievements and feel confident talking about them. So I decided to volunteer um, as a facilitator. And since I think March, I um, facilitated many, many workshops with hundreds of, um, of people that I personally also learned from. And it's great to see how these issues of, of self-promotion really affect everyone, but people are really motivated to take those small steps and work on it. And that's what really satisfied me and, and made me so pleased when I when I facilitate the workshop. So I'm hoping you know today to, to answer your questions and then draw on the on the knowledge and, and experience that I have from facilitating these workshops and for you know for doing all this research around self-promotion. Beautiful. So I know we're going to learn more about your journey in this next hour. Thank you so much uh, for giving us that beautiful introduction. Um, let's roll right into the awesome questions that you all have submitted offline. We're going to take these questions one by one. Uh, as I said, you all have submitted some great questions. Um, and I just want to shout out where we're calling from in the world so that we can see that we are pretty global here uh, on this hour call. So I'm calling from Argentina, originally from California. Our guest speaker is originally from Israel, and she's calling from London. Uh, we've got uh, Sonoma, California, representing the Redlands. California representing Los Angeles, El Paso, Texas, Chicago, San Diego, uh, the Bay Area, North Miami Beach, uh, Durham, North Carolina. Awesome. So if you're just joining us, go ahead and write in the chat where you're calling from so that we can see where we are in the world and really see how, you know, these these crazy times are allowing us to connect even more and on, on such great topics such as uh, what Eleanor is presenting today. Um, let's walk through these questions one by one. If you see your question come up on the screen, feel free to come off of mute or write in the chat box. Uh, if this is not your question uh, and you'd like to chime in with a reflection or a dream that you had last night, I can't stress enough, we wanna hear from you. So uh, feel free to write in the chat box or come off of mute. So Eleanor, let's take this first question here. Why is it so important to be able to talk about your achievements? Can you talk about specific changes that happen in your life once you felt empowered to do so? Yeah, such a such a great question. And maybe we should start by really thinking about what is self-promotion and what do we mean by self-promotion? So it's really about making anything that we're proud of, whether it's something professional or personal, visible, making it visible, whether it's in a written form through social media, article writing, blogs, or in person uh, by one-to-one -one meetings, public speaking workshops, and it can be done externally, so public facing, but also internally with your company, with your network. So yeah, I'd be happy to start with the kind of example of how self-promotion helped me. And again, this is a process. This is not something that I woke up one day and uh, decided to do self-promotion. It's really process. But you know, I love volunteering for charity. It's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And I often speak about my volunteering activities quite publicly uh, to amplify the work of the, of the charities that I volunteer for and really help and encourage people to donate. So one of the people that I've that seen my work, my posts, was really imp uh, impressed with, with the work that I've, I was doing for these charities and he got in touch. And a few years later, when I was searching for my next opportunity, they were the one that got me the job um, to help me, to, to, that I can help them with startups, with, with um, business development for startups. 
So this is just one example of many, many examples. It could be also not just a job opportunity. It could be me speaking to someone about a passion that I have, and then they find a kind of course and they say, you know what, this is for you, Eleanor. We want you to take this course. So it could be about anything. And it's, it's not surprising that it's, it's really helpful for us because we know that 85% of roles and opportunities come from networking. And there is a strong, strong connection between building your network and self-promotion. Because when we confidently share our knowledge and our professional value, for example, by holding training, uh, public speaking, mentoring, we attract people who are interested uh, in our work to, to really approach us. And it's essential to making us visible for, for really golden opportunities, whatever is your objective. Um, and also our workplaces are becoming uh, increasingly global and competitive. So it's really perhaps more important now than ever before that we're able to, to show our unique value and build this, um, this skill set so we could effectively compete on a, on a global scale. And many people that I, I speak to, they actually can very much relate to the fact that self-promotion is not all self-serving. Um, it's not, doesn't only help us in our professional or personal setting, it also helps amplify the work that we do. Because when you put something um, into words, whether verbally or in a written form, it really helps to, to solidify it and adds that extra layer of importance, which then help our organization and network because it creates more opportunities for partnerships, funding, recognition, and it is not just about sharing our knowledge, you know, the, the kind of ready-made knowledge that we have or our achievements, but it's also about sharing ideas and passions as we, we build them, you know, because it's really about leveraging that collective knowledge and call for people to collaborate with us, to brainstorm. And another thing I want to say about the, the kind of why is your successes may seem really trivial to you, but they may not be to others. So don't dismiss the the strength that you have or the knowledge just because it's second nature to you. Um, what you have to share may really uh, influence and inspire others. And so the, the other day, I just want to give a, an example because the other day I was mentoring a lovely, lovely lady. And when I shared an example for my life about things that seem trivial to me, like volunteering for a charity or even standing up to, to someone at my work or dealing with a tough conversation, he actually found these things quite meaningful and helpful, but I never had the time to stop and think about these successes, celebrate them, let alone promote them. And you know, I find this interesting that we all know that self-promotion is an important tool to, for us to progress, but very few feel comfortable doing that. And we actually also sometimes don't feel comfortable listening to people self-promote. Um, so just to say, you know, this is a skill and we need to work on it. It's almost like a, a muscle that we need to work and build on it. And we, you know, you won't always get it right. And, you know, at the beginning it might feel a little bit odd, but it's really about finding your own voice and get more comfortable self-promoting in a way that feels true to you. And I'll give a few kind of tips uh, later on. Wow, you're hitting so many gems here. I just wanna uh, say thank you for highlighting that, um, that this is about connecting and also interconnecting, right? So I think that the reason that self-promotion leaves this like 
icky residue in our mouths is because we've seen the bad apples do it and we don't want any part of that, right? We're like, oh, that's, I don't feel comfortable doing that or I don't want to do it unless you specifically work in publicity or, or specifically work in marketing, right? And, 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 and I love that you speak about it as a muscle uh, and training that muscle, but also holistically, right? Like you can, you can take a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, illegal drugs to pump up your muscles, but that, what good is that going to do for your body? Versus, you know, building a, a holistic practice of, of, of you know, training uh, and having it self-serve, but also serve a community. I love the way that you're, you're putting this in a holistic way. So thank you for that. Um, I just want to do, I want to listen uh, to, to some of our listeners, uh, their current uh, journeys right now with self-promoting. Can you just write in the chat box on a scale from one to three? How comfortable are you all with networking? Let's just say with social media, like self-promoting on social media. One, like you're totally not into it. And three, you're totally into it. So let's see where we are in the world uh, of networking. So, all right, we've got some twos, threes, fives. Awesome. Two, two, one, trying to get to two. All right. So Eleanor, you know, it's a really touchy topic here with social media and how to promote uh, do you have any tips just going in now seeing where yeah. we are? So we've got, we've got a couple of ones. We've got a below zero. We've got a six and a two. Awesome. Okay. So Eleanor, I'll pass the mic to you. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, I also started from, I guess, a two or a three. Some people for them, you know, self-promoting is, is worse than going to the dentist. You know, it's, it's really, as you said, it, it's like cringeworthy, but um, it's, it's about changing that mindset and the tool set. And that's what we are really trying to do here. Uh, we are trying to understand and challenge the social, social perce uh, perceptions and the narrative around self-promotion, and then to learn how to communicate those uh, achievements effectively and authentically. And it's, it's right what you said about being a muscle, and but it's very, very subjective. So everybody might feel, uh, you know, everyone might feel very different about certain platforms. And this, you know, these numbers might be right about social media, but they might be higher, you know, the people might feel, you know, better uh, self-promoting uh, in a meeting, in a team meeting, or in WhatsApp to their boss, or, you know, public speaking, or doing a workshop, you know, or writing an article. There could be so many, so many different ways. It's just about being aware. So I'd love to, you know, to understand from you kind of what is holding you back from self-promoting. You know, if you can write one word in the chat, one word to describe why do you avoid self-promoting? I love to kind of see the words rolling. All right, so we have attention. We've got bragging, fear of judgment. Keep it coming, y'all. Let's see what else. Arrogance. Arrogance. Yes, yes. Authenticity. Value. Finding that voice, yes, absolutely. Yes, so I, I see timing, not knowing when it's appropriate. So this is, this is incredible because these things come back again and again and again. So you're definitely, definitely not alone. So many people feel like you and from personal experience, you can really overcome this. So generally speaking, there are three stories that we often tell ourselves about self-promotion, which really not serving us. And that's what I will really try to do that, to do today, really challenge those stories. So the first story, it's not okay to talk about my accomplishments. And that's the fear of bragging that you know, you've written here. And the second story is I don't need to talk about my accomplishments. I just need to work hard. And the third story is my accomplishments are too meaningless. And I can see here the imposter syndrome are too meaningless to talk about. I'm actually not good enough, not skilled enough, not experienced enough to be sharing this. 
So let's start with the first story. You know, it's not okay to talk about my accomplishments because people will say that I'm boasting or bragging. For example, in job interviews or in team meetings, I personally used to be afraid to come across as a show off. And so whenever I spoke about my achievements, I completely downplayed and underplayed the role that I had in contributing to the success of a project. Now, when I researched, um, you know, all the material and, and facilitated so many workshops, I realized that one, one key takeaway, if I want you to kind of memorize it, is this is not bragging if it's based on facts. You have absolutely all the right to talk about the facts, if, if they're true and in honesty. At a young age, we have been taught to be humble, and I teach my girls that. But the problem is not about the humility. The problem is that very few of us ever learn the social skills of how to reconcile the virtue of humility with the need to talk about our accomplishments later in life when the world start, starts asking us, what are you good at? Why should we hire you? What have you achieved? What, and what we are doing here is really changing the story that we are telling ourselves. Self-promotion, does not contradict the virtue of humility. It doesn't have to be arrogant. If you've done something that you are proud of, worked hard on a project, um, accomplished a goal, made a difference in some way, why should you share the facts with others? It's really about educating others on the skills and value that you bring to the table, whether they are you know, large achievements or small, small achievements. And that's what it's about. And I hope that you will take this uh, kind of key takeaway from, from today. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Eleanor, I want to flag some things that are, that are happening in the chat box here. So uh, we have a question here from John. Do certain cultures have ingrained biases at play? As a Brit, we often do a good line in self-deprecation. Yes. So certainly, I mean, the, the issue and, and culture and self-promotion is, is certainly uh, the, the differences between different uh, cultures play a role in how we can then communicate, whether we are Brits who are going to the States or whether we are we coming from the Middle East to, to, you know, to other regions. But I think here it's, it's really important to understand that people need to be aware of your accomplishments. So it's really about finding that, that balance about um, you know, what is right for you and right, what is right in the culture where you are. So if we're talking now about culture and self-promotion, so the first thing to do is really challenge our assumptions and understand what's really appropriate in your specific environment, industry, and workplace, regardless of the stereotypes. So when it comes to um, self-promotion in the, in the States, for example, um, you know, a, a New York office might be very different to Kansas or Iowa office. So it's really about understanding that specific context of, context of where you are and also to uh, acknowledge that we are living in a very, very global society. So many of the companies that we work in, even if they are based in regions that are less individualistic, may be influenced by other cultures. So if there is a cultural uh, kind of clash, I would personally start by getting into the habit of promoting each other in the team. So to make it into a norm. And it's obviously an effective strategy if you are fortunate to be with, with colleagues that you trust in a, in, a supportive, uh, in a supportive team. And you can also form a group of supporters who can then advocate for you via recommendations, posts, feedback, and then you can reciprocate. 
or you can self-promote by way of telling a story that's funny or relatable, how you overcame difficulties or had unusual experiences. Stories really are very memorable. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you're honest about what you've achieved, there's no harm in, you know, telling a story. Um, and so I think that's more or less, it's more or less covers the, the issue of culture in this, uh, in this context. Um, also, the, the thought leadership, if you can develop some expertise and then deliver a training or a workshop, it doesn't, uh, you know, it's a kind of a soft self-promotion that your culture around you, even if it doesn't encourage self-advocacy, might accept and, and you might accept as well. So, uh, and finally, as I said before, you know, understand your values and what levels and tools of self-promotion are right for you, regardless of where you're from or where you're working. Um, and, and on that, I, I want to share that, you know, when I came from the kind of self, the first self-promotion workshop that I did, I thought to myself, right, I need to overcome all this discomfort and start writing articles and blogs. But immediately I realized, I understood this is not me. I feel less comfortable with these, these mediums that also take a lot of my time. I am more comfortable on LinkedIn or on one-on-one -on -one meeting, on a, on a team meeting. And kind of gradually, gradually, I, I practice and come out of my, my comfort zone. So, you know, in a similar way, one would feel more comfortable in a group setting, one-on-one-on-one, -on -one -on -one, and one would feel more comfortable on social media, and the other one prefers public speaking. Um, it's, it's very much about you uh, and not, not just about the culture where you are. Yes, I love that you're bringing it back to us. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, sometimes we get lost in just this, what is the standard of productivity and, of, and what does success mean? And, and I find that I'm questioning that all the time for years. What does success mean? Does it mean you know, what I was taught in, in elementary school, high school, university, last week? I find that it's very uh, important, at least for me to reflect on that so that I'm not just trying to meet the status quo and then keeping a part of myself from whatever work that I'm doing. Uh, I just also wanna flag some things that are happening in the chat box here. Thank you everyone for writing in the chat box. I love this engagement. So Julia writes, I really like the concept brought up earlier that we have all unique skills and purpose, helping me reconcile with humility. Great, Julia. And then Vandana says, I'm from India. I can hear my teacher's voice saying, don't be overconfident even now. Uh, and then Julia writes uh, in response to that or her mother's voice, that's great, but don't brag. That's from the upper Midwest. Um, so we've got some folks just telling, uh, telling us about their, their journeys uh, and I appreciate you all. We've got Carrie here that writes, perhaps getting more comfortable is working on it with your boss in one-on-ones. I used to have to bring accomplishments to each meeting. I've fallen out of practice, but his motive was having um, fought to fight in the calibration sessions. I'm not sure if I'm reading that correctly. Carrie, if you'd like to hop off of mute and, and chime in. Uh, but Eleanor, I'd love to hear your reflections on some of these uh, comments in the chat box. I mean, this is, this is really, really brilliant. And I really appreciate you sharing all of that. Uh, and also to go back to your point, Mariela, uh, when you said, you know, what is success? Success is what you think is successful for you. So, and that goes back to the point that I mentioned, when you share something, when you put it out there verbally, it really helps to solidify it, to make it really special. So whether you are in the process of, of you know, writing your thesis for university, or you already um, kind of got your graduation, it doesn't really matter. It is what it, it means for you. And about the, the bragging and, and the, the issue that we hear, we have these voices. So as I said before, this is about 
talking about facts. And I want to share here a few kind of tips, if that's okay, to share tips about doing, you know, talking about our achievements in a meaningful and effective way uh, that maybe kind of to shush that noises in our in our mind that this is I'm, I'm too confident I am you know bragging now so the first thing I would say is use the magic word because your why talk about what drives you and also here I would like to remind ourselves that we are more than our jobs you know we can really draw on other parts of our lives when we self-promote share a story that's memorable that brought you to where you are today um, you know, I would love you to, to kind of write here everything that you are proud of. And this is really part of, um, of the workshop that I deliver. And I'd love you to kind of try and, and kind of play with that and, and see how you hear with, with this intimate setting that we are, if you, if you want to share. And the second uh, kind of tip about making it effective and meaningful is um, write about facts and back it with data. Share numbers and specific information because people don't tend to argue with data. Um, for example, you can write, I was responsible for the internal comm strategy, which contributed to an increase in 10% profit. And I know it sounds dry, but this sometimes help us because this is a fact. No one can argue with this. This is not my feeling of you know, thinking that I am amazing. This is, I did that, own it. Um, and add the implications for you, for the team, for the company. This means that we now can afford, or I'm really now motivated to. So create that continuity and emphasize the learning and the hard work because people don't always appreciate that our achievements are a result of long and hard process. They see the, you know, the cost of I did that and they think, oh, how did she do that, you know? And, you could say, for example, I got great feedback um, on my media review. But then you can add, you know, this is setting up a clear strategy with my manager over a year of work really helped me achieve that. Um, so, so really try and relate that to what you, you've learned uh, to, you know, to the process, because talking about the effort makes us more relatable. And start a conversation, you know, it doesn't all have to be about you. You can open it up to people, ask a question, invitation to collaborate, to learn, to help others, and also make others feel valued by thanking them and giving a big shout out to your internal or external partners. And no one can argue with you when you are saying thank you to them. And if it's written, I would recommend letting someone read it just to make sure that you're not downplaying your achievements because sometimes we, we do tend to do that. So I wanna just give an, a, a quick example for, for myself because I was recently nominated for a Women in Tech Award and I knew that promoting it, thank you, Mariela, I knew that promoting it would really be the driving force to amplifying my work and securing future opportunities. But instead of saying, I was nominated, please vote, I focused on trying to inspire others to take action to promote women in tech. So I spoke about my why, what drives me to do what I do, because partly because I have daughters and I deeply care about their future. I spoke about ways in which people can collaborate with me. And I added that I'm always looking to learn from others and open for collaboration. And I also thanked others. And since then, you know, new people have really approached me and to lead workshop and be even a, a chapter leader of a woman executive network. But I can tell you that it took a lot for me to put that post up. It wasn't easy. 
but I really did that and I, I, I let other people read it just to make sure that the tone is right because you know people that know you know if this you know this the tone is right for you. So um, I just wanted to put it out there to share that you know we all have the challenge and it's it's really hard work that that self-promotion and I normally do kind of share my time I do 80 20 so 80 percent of the time I spend doing the work and 20 percent of the time I spend talking about it, promoting it, sharing it. Um, and as I said before, it's not all self-serving because the more I amplify you know, my work, the more I amplify the impact of, of my work. So this is on, on, uh, on that. And you know, going back to the stories that we tell ourselves, it's really clear that unlike what we might like to think, good work doesn't speak for itself. Your work alone may not be enough to get you noticed. So it's really on you to, to put your word out there and to own, own your achievements, own everything that you've achieved until today. And, and as I said before, it doesn't have to be big things. It could be also small daily things. And, and I'm happy to talk about when we get to imposter syndrome because this very much relates to imposter syndrome, how we are, you know, we should really tackle that by, by keeping a log of all of our successes. I totally agree. Eleanor, thank you so much for diving in deep there. Uh, Tiffany wrote earlier, I've learned you can't assume people know what you do and how you do it. That's why it's good to self-promote so they will understand. And I'm just curious to know, because of course it is hard to do that, like you said, that initial post and also congratulations, by the way. And I love the way that you flavor it with, you know, making it more about visibility essentially, right? So it's not just self-serving, it's also, you know, essentially helping your daughters in the long run. I love that. That is how you focus on it. And I think if, if we can be more holistic in thought, I love to speak about emotional intelligence in the workplace. And this is hitting it on the head with, you know, being emotionally intelligent about self-promoting, you know, not just doing it to what, get more money or to get more fame or to, you know, very superficial reasons. It's going in deep and it's really, you know, going at the roots of, of, of why do we have to even do things like this? Because historically speaking, you know, X, Y, Z. And I find that that, that, all, that passion also uh, generates uh, feedback that will help us grow. Um, my question to you is, do you reward yourself, you know, for having to do these, you know, really big uh, posts, let's say that you have to self-promote you know, it, it, because it is difficult for some of us. Uh, is there a way that if, you know, if there's someone who is fearful of that or if it generates some sort of anxiety, how can they, you know, uh, how can we, I'll, I'll put myself in the pool as well, how can we reward ourselves after going over that big obstacle of you know getting putting ourselves out there so it's incredible what you just asked because it's actually rewarding ourselves uh for our achievements in a way because this is also an achievement to overcome your uh, discomfort of self-promoting so one of the things that i tend to do with you know all of my achievements i really try especially you know now with covid is hard but really try to celebrate them so if it's a post that you know, you've done, so you can either uh, you know, buy yourself something small that you can then look at it, an object that you can then see and it reminds you of your success. Or you could, uh, if it's, it's really about a post about something that you want to celebrate, you can even go for, for a drink with a friend and celebrate it. And it's, it's uh, important to have a group. It doesn't have to be a big group, but just a group of supporters, of people who really root for you uh, and this gives you the, the confidence to, to move forward. And, and I love the, the comment that I see here about commitment. It's certainly, certainly a commitment uh, to, to self-promote. 
but it's something that becomes almost intrinsic to, to, your, to your process of working. It's really, really a strong part of all, all that you do. Yes, and I love that. I mean, we live in a world now where at least, you know, if we're, if we're working in, in the industries, the, the hustle and bustle, you know, we have everything in our Google calendars or whatever calendar you use. Um, and, and it's like, well, yeah, let's, let's put some self-promotion time in our calendar. So I love that you have this 80% of doing the work and 20% of, you know, sharing the work. Um, great. So actually, this is a great moment because I like to practice what we preach and I like to, you know, put things into movement uh, during these chats. So if you feel called to do so, go ahead and write your preferred way of connecting in the chat box so that, well, we're all here trying to, you know, self-promote and to be more comfortable and confident in that. So I think that right now we can take some of Eleanor's, you know, tips on, on encouraging each other. So feel free to write your, your LinkedIn or your email, whatever, whatever preferred way that you like to connect. And maybe, you know, put a goal for yourself to reach out to one or two and see how we can connect. So um, you're definitely welcome to connect with me as well on LinkedIn. Uh, and Eleanor, uh, we'll give you some time in the end to share how you prefer to be connected with as well. Uh, in the meantime, let's move on to this next question. Why do we find it uncomfortable to self-promote? How can I distinguish between showcasing my achievements and showboating? Any tips for finding a way to both show your enthusiasm and competencies in a way that fits when you know you are too modest, it's easier to let your work speak for itself, but sometimes that is not enough. Yeah, this, this is really, really good questions. And um, the thing is, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the, the how to make it more effective and, and meaningful, but I'd like to, to really talk about why, you know, in some cases, some people feel uh, uncomfortable to, to self-promote and, and really understand that this is all society it's really really all society and the more we understand that the more we'll be able to to see that it's not us and we can really try and and change that mindset so there there was a researcher named Rudman and he coined the term feminine modesty norms and these terms refers to social norms that expect women to celebrate other people's achievements but not their own so it is really not surprising uh, that I've noticed and also that research has shown that oftentimes in collaborative contexts, women are less likely to take credit for their achievements and give more credit to others, which really impacts their chance to, to get new opportunities. And it's not just a gender issue. It really impacts a lot of people, uh, many of them from underrepresented groups as well. And it really affects not just the, the behavior of the individual, but also how the individual behavior is then perceived in the workplace. So it, it, there is this catch-22, right? And I saw that you also spoke about judgment there. That, you know, to be successful, we know that we need to make our achievements known. But if we talk about them, we may face a backlash, which then makes it really uncomfortable for us to try again. So we clearly have a long way as a society to change these perceptions. And we can really only do it by combining the raising of awareness to these social feminine modesty norms and unconscious biases that we all, by the way, hold. And also through our own action, be mindful and also include others uh, in the conversation, invite others to speak about you know, their achievements without the fear of backlash. This is, you know, as much as your responsibility to promote for yourself, it's also your responsibility to then include others because you know, the more we include people, the more diverse 
an inclusive society we will have. And, and this is why the I Am Remarkable workshop that I mentioned before runs all over the world. I think over 130 countries um, attended by 150,000 people. So we can really help and raise awareness and challenge these existing beliefs and, and encourage us to be also role model in how we behave and also in how, how we self-promote. And it's, I, I, I love that you are bringing in your daughters in this conversation um, also. And for those of us who don't have children, I mean, we have to be, to be mindful is to think not only of yourself, right? So we have to think about the generations that come. Um, and especially in these times when, you know, a lot of our actions uh, as consumers uh, is very, you know, self-invested, uh, let's say. And so I love that even starting from this perspective of, okay, working and being inclusive and in how you promote and self-promote and, and include everyone in your, on your team uh, or people, you know, who are like-minded and, 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 and share those passions, how that can then have a ripple effect in, you know, thinking about more people, being more inclusive in general in, in your lifestyle. Um, I know I'm kind of reaching, throwing a wide net out there, but I also believe that, you know, when, you, when we start with ourselves, it does have this ripple effect and, and hopefully it will uh, do some good uh, and change uh, how we are doing things globally. Exactly. And, and we can do it in very simple, simple ways. It's really about, you know, uh, invite people to present their ideas. If you see that they're keeping quiet, um, acknowledging accomplishments of others, whether publicly or privately, depending on what, what they prefer, or ask probing questions. You know, when someone talks a lot about the we, uh, less uh, less on the eye, ask them how did they feel about, you know, the, the task or the project that they took on, you know, if they enjoyed it. So really give voice to, to everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's move on to this next question here. Again, uh, if you feel like you want to come off mute, feel free to do so. We've got uh, just a little under half an hour left, so I'd love to hear from you. Uh, otherwise, uh, continue to keep the chat box on fire. I love all the engagement. So let's move on to this next question, Eleanor. I have a lot of trouble talking about my achievements. Sometimes I'm not even sure if what I've done is considered an achievement. I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome and need to work on my confidence. How do I get better at these things? And I love, I would just love for you to dive in deep on imposter syndrome because I feel like it's something that we've created in the modern world. It's, 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 it's kind of like this taboo even. So feel free to take your time talking about that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and I'd love it if you can also share in the chat box some examples of when imposter syndrome kicked in for you or you know, for other people that you know. I'd love to see some examples here so we feel that we are not alone in this, which we obviously not. And this actually relates to the third story that we, we tell ourselves, that we are not credible enough you know, to self-promote or, or to share our accomplishments or to do certain things. And we are definitely not alone. 70% of people suffer from imposter syndrome, men and women. Even if by all objective standards, they are incredibly successful and accomplished. You know, it could be journalists, ambassadors, actors, professors. And I read the other day that Sheryl Sandberg, um, David Bowie, Serena Williams, they all still have that fear of being found out as not having the best skills and experience. And it is so common that it's almost a way of being, really. And it, it's important to remind ourselves that, that you know, we're, we're not alone in this. And it comes from a combination of a few factors. So first of all, insecurities about ourselves that we fear are true. And then the negative things that we hear from others, whether it's colleagues, managers, friends, family, you know, things that people sometimes don't even intend 
to, you know, to insult you or to say something negative for you and then kind of stick. But it also comes from a larger society context and culture, the negative messages that society tells us about ourselves. So when does it happen normally? It often happens when we are required to expand and stretch our abilities and come out of our comfort zone. But this is actually, if you think about it, this is actually our opportunity to grow. So before we talk about silencing that inner critic, I want to acknowledge the fact that this imposter syndrome that we are all afraid of is actually a sign that we are growing. And a healthy level of, of stress is actually beneficial for us and moves us forward. So we need to use it to kind of challenge uh, our imposter syndrome. And I want to recommend a book by uh, Rita Clifton called Love Your Imposter. It's exactly talk about that. Um, but it's also important to, you know, not to, to let that imposter syndrome take over us. So I'd love to share with you some, you know, some tools that I use that help me overcome imposter syndrome and not let it really overtake and inhibit my, my abilities. So the first thing, thing is really to track and collect our accomplishments. So, you know, we all lead very, very busy lives and we often don't have the time to stop and think of everything that we've achieved. And it is also very, very natural for us that once our efforts turned into success, we just forget about them and we continue to the next goal but we really must cultivate the memory of the successful experience because this gives us that confidence and fuel that we need for future successes. So how can we do that? So first of all, I want you to actually write in the chat box if you haven't already, anything that you're proud of, uh, even small, big, you know, career-related credentials or, or, or something personal that you've done. I'd love to see that because this is the start. We should get into the habit of collating those um, achievements or small successes by setting 20 minutes in the weekend to write them down. And that goes to the commitment that we talked about before. Or, or collecting positive emails from colleagues in a dedicated folder, you know, good feedback that you receive. Or ask friends about a time when you had a positive impact on them and add these to your list. And then go off and celebrate them, what, what we talked about before, making sure that you, know, you send an evidence to your brain that you are capable. And you can draw on this kind of confidence backpack that we can call it, that list of yours. You can draw on this whenever imposter syndrome kicks in. And the other thing I would say about imposter syndrome is let go of that inner perfectionist. Say yes to new opportunities that really fit in with your passion and career goals. Because in every new task that we start, there is an element that we just don't know. So accept that you know, you're not perfect and you always, always in learning mode. So release that self-judgment. Um, and what really helps me, you know, if I'm overwhelmed with, with a task or a you know, big, big role that I got, I, I really set myself realistic and achievable milestones instead of thinking of the big, big task at hand. So for example, a few years ago, I was asked to write an article uh, for a newsletter. Uh, and then, you know, self-doubt kicked in. Who am I to write an article? Do, do I know enough? And, and then I decided to break it into tasks. I can do research. I can do interviews. I can summarize it all. I can edit. I can ask someone to look over it so I can do the article. And this seemed much, much more realistic to me than to think I need to write an article. 
And the last kind of piece of uh, tip that I want to share that, um, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit cynical about it, but it's important to say. So, you know, many talk about turning our negative thoughts into more supportive thoughts. And I know that, you know, when people tell you think positive, it's so easy to say it, but it's so really, it's really hard to, to actually do it, right? But we do need to remind ourselves that as humans, our brain has the ability to change and adapt our thought patterns and what we call neuroplasticity. So this means we can direct our attention to more self-supportive and compassionate thoughts towards ourselves and really decrease our self-criticism. So how can we do that? So first of all, we recognize the signs of that negative self-talk when it comes, and then we distance ourselves from that. For example, we can talk to ourselves in the, in the third person and giving yourself the same empathy and sympathy that you would give to your friend if they come to you and say, you know, I don't feel I'm good enough. And by the way, high performers are known to use this technique. And you can also name your inner critic. And I know it sounds funny, but you can name your inner critic and have a conversation with it. You know, remind them of everything that you've done and you have achieved that brought you here today, that you deserve that spot and prove that inner critic wrong. Um, and also remember that words have power. So change the words from, I should be more creative. I have to make the design perfect. I must succeed. I, I should work more hours to I choose to, I need to, when can I, or I decide. This really helps you take full commitment and ownership of what you do um, and, and really kind of quietens down that imposter syndrome that is an essential part of, of our progress. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, Eleanor. So to answer your, you, you put out a question uh, in the beginning um, saying, you know, it, can you name a moment that your imposter syndrome or the voice of your imposter syndrome was, was, you know, rearing its head. So Julia writes in my previous role, I had picked out specific people that I assumed my managers wanted in my role instead of me, because I viewed them as smarter, better, faster. Do you want to comment on that before I move on to the others? You can, you can move, you can read. I want to, to kind of hear okay. everyone. Okay. Okay. So that's the one comment we got on that response. And then when you, um, when you asked for, you know, share something you're proud about, we've got a bunch here. So Carrie writes, uh, being able to influence change by leading from behind. Julia writes, I ran a marathon once. Jenny writes, earned a master's degree in my twenties. Susan writes, a returnship at Techco after break to raise family. Tiffany writes, I completed a 10 week fitness challenge last week. It was strength training five days a week. Brutal. John writes, delivered a user group today. It went well. And I know that I'm good at facilitating these types of customers customer sessions and connecting the dots between people. Tamara writes, uh, I learned to play the piano over the past month. Uh, and then Carrie writes, uh, after three years of lessons, I can't plink the piano. I can plink the piano, but I cannot play a good job. Um, Madeline writes, I learned how to make chocolate starting with cacao beans. Uh, Jenny writes, I love the idea of arguing against your inner critic. Uh, sometimes it just needs to pipe down. And I, I can also echo that. I learned that as well. I asked my inner critic to take the back seat. It's like, all right, you're not going to drive this, this vehicle. Take the back seat, take a nap, you know, get out of my head I need to focus so I love that you're highlighting that and it looks like Jenny uses that technique as well um, Tiffany writes sometimes imposter syndrome can reveal there is there is or are areas that you need to improve and work on thank you everyone for writing in the chat box I'm going to pass the mic to you Eleanor to reflect on that wow this is brilliant I'm so so happy that you all share that and really this is a beginning of a, a journey for you because I would like you to take that feeling of 
of, of doing that. And, and later on, you can say it to someone and really own it and, and make it a habit of, of collating those achievements and then reflecting on them. And I personally, I, I do, I have a Canva, like a little nice designed um, flyer that I put there my small accomplishments. And it really helps me when, you know, whenever I'm down or I'm feeling a little bit insecure, then you go back and you look at it and, and you can also put a picture of yourself there. It's like a celebration of yourself, just to yourself to, to have a look and, and, and refer, refer back. So, um, I'd love to, to, to go to the, to the next question, because I Absolutely. see that we have 10, 10 minutes and I'd love We've to- We've got about 10 minutes and, and actually John asks a really great question that I'm sure other folks are, are tinkering with as well. So he writes, uh, there, there's, a sense, there's a sense that some level of imposter syndrome is normal and okay, right? If I had zero of those feelings, would I be a sociopath? <laughs> but that's exactly, exactly what we were saying. Exactly, you hit it, really, it's so true. It's so normal that I would actually be concerned if I didn't have it, because it would also mean that I am not outside of my comfort zone enough also. You know, I'm, I'm just in my little bubble or, or maybe not aware. So certainly, certainly, and that's what I said before, you know, it's about that little level of, of stress slash imposter syndrome that's really healthy for us. And, and it's a signal that we are growing. Beautiful. All right. So we do have about 10 minutes left. So let's hit this last question here. And also, if you want to come off of mute, feel free to do so as now is your time to shine. So what are the don'ts of self-promotion? Yes. Yeah, so it's such a, such a brilliant question. Um, so yeah, so obviously this is very, very subjective. Yeah. We, we all have different objectives and different personalities and, and we all live in different cultures and we have different styles, but generally speaking, there are a few things that I find that work uh, better than others and some things that just don't really work. So um, the first thing I would try to avoid is the humble bragging. You know, it's basically manufactured modesty that hides over bragging. So, wow, I can't believe a huge media event asked little old me to attend as a VIP. So I think it's this dishonesty that bothers people. And if you have been invited to a prestigious event, you know, say it. If you won an award or taken home the top prize, say it. Apologizing for it or hiding success, it's, it's really not, not necessary. Um, so really being, it's all about being perceived as genuine because this is a really critical factor in determining the, the success of self-promotion. Whether you are in an interview, in a team meeting, in social media, just be yourself. There's no need to kind of humble brag. And the second thing is a lot of people, um, you know, tend to speak, not a lot, but some people feel comfortable speaking about the vulnerabilities and their struggles online or, you know, wherever. But in my opinion, it's better to, to speak about, kind of to share scars than wounds. So avoid sharing when you are at the peak of a struggle. Uh, instead, talk how, about how you overcame your struggle, emphasize the, the hard work, the lessons that you've learned and still learning, and how you hope to inspire others. And, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily use kind of overly emotive language. I would just let the, the kind of breaking news speak for itself and really try and keep things simple and, and to the point. And um, quite a few people ask me about the I and the we game you know when do we talk about the i when do we talk about the we and it takes a lot of energy 
from us to, to really uh, and you know do it right, you know, especially in team meetings when we are together with the team and, and no work is done you know, just by yourself. You are always, always part of a team. But generally speaking, even if you are part of a team, there is always an element that you have been accountable for or in charge of. And this is what you need to ensure that you convey when you promote yourself externally or internally. So for example, you could say something like, um, our team has finally launched this product and I was delighted to lead on our stakeholder relations. Or I've just managed to finally close that deal. A big shout out to those who've worked hard to help me make this happen. So really try and find that balance and, and it takes energy. Uh, and it's okay because it's about understanding, you know, the context where you are uh, and what is right also in your organizational culture. Beautiful. I love that intentionality, right? Being intentional, uh, and and that comes that that leads us to to so many different uh, frontiers, uh, I believe. So thank you for highlighting that. So Julia writes, if we have time for another question, which I believe we do, um, I'm going to flag this to you, Eleanor, which is a great question. Um, so what are the ways that you can capture those accomplishments? I heard you mention putting recognition emails in a specific folder and you have a list for quick reference, uh, to have a list for a quick reference. What are other intentional ways that you uh, can remember to capture those accomplishments in real time? Yeah, that's, that's such a great question. So I would, would really like to just go on to specific exercises that I do that often help us to, you know, to, to remember that uh, and to work on that muscle that we talked about before. So first of all, you can do uh, a remarkable day. Yeah, so you have a day that you dedicate uh, to yourself, uh, not a whole day, of course, just a, a couple of minutes in the day. Uh, and you can uh, take a group of colleagues and friends with you and share your achievements regularly, whether it's small or big, whether it's about getting over a tough conversation or nailing a deal. So create that safe space with no judgment, but where you are accountable to sharing. And you can also set up a communication channel for this, whether it's a WhatsApp, you can record yourself um, in, you know, in voice notes, and it will also enable you to take pride in what you do and become more comfortable in accepting compliments and accepting others when they self-promote. So that's a good kind of exercise. And then we talked about uh, keeping a log of our accomplishments so you have it ready when you need it. So allow that time to reflect on what makes you unique and what you're proud of um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, all the big things that we talked about. It's what stands out to you about your journey and background. What have been the most pivotal experiences in your life? What are the three times that you've, you know, you've taken a strong stand about something? Um, you can also email 10 people, either colleagues or friends to ask them about the situation where you, um, you know, made an impact on them. And then write down all your achievements to date on a document that is really nicely designed. So do that, you know, dedicate an hour to just do a whole list and then update it as you go along because it's super important. By the way, it's also important when you have that, um, you know, review at work, performance review at work. You can go back and look at everything that you've achieved and practice, practice, practice. Review your achievements to make them as clear and as compelling. It's really about storytelling if you think about it, you know, craft your personal story in, in a way that is comfortable for you, in a platform that is right for you, whether it's media posts or public speaking, um, or you know some networks have spotlight on certain members or article writing. 
and gradually, gradually also try and kind of push yourself outside of that comfort zone and, and try a new platform. Um, and also another way is uh, that uh, I do it and some people ask me to send them is make a short list of people who do self-promotion right in your view or who you're inspired by and, and make a note, make a note what you think they do well. And then you can use a similar language and talking about your, yourself. And the last thing I would say on that is really step outside of your comfort zone. I really encourage you to that and consider you know, what you want to accomplish put yourself forward to try something new and then use your self-promotion skills to, to achieve it. Beautiful, beautifully said. Okay, so John uh, would like to show a quick example of some uh, visualization that he uses. Go ahead, go for it, John. Yeah, so I was just gonna say, cause like, like I just get this in waves. It's not an ever always there thing. It's just at times, especially if I'm tired, if I've had a, a few challenges thrown my way that, you know, your, your ability to respond goes down. So I, it's a bit kind of weird, but so I think back to a time I used to, when I was in the UK, I used to do a lot of walking when I was young, I used to climb up mountains and stuff. And I vividly remember a time getting to the top of one of the highest peaks in, in the UK and literally being able to run down that mountain afterwards. And I kind of almost like close my eyes and remember the sense of energy, the cold air, the kind of, the not even having to think about like jogging down I put my feet and it immediately kind of gets me back mentally to a place of you know I am like capable I am like incredible at the time I can't run down mountains anymore I'm quite old and fat now but so that again it's just that that like mental image of like literally imagining yourself in that situation where you you felt like nothing on this planet could stop you and just putting yourself back into that state this is amazing. I love, love that. I, I wish, you know, everybody should really reflect on what, you know, their mindsets are and where they feel the strongest and the most, you know, powerful. Love that. Thank you for sharing, John. Yes. Thank you so much, John. Uh, I love that. I love working with visualizations as well, because we tend to forget we're so busy, as you mentioned, Eleanor, and we forget to remember our successes, you know, and we forget that we need to redefine our successes uh, so that we can make sure that we are experiencing a holistic lifestyle. I've learned a lot in this past hour, and I told you all that the hour is going to fly by. So Eleanor, let us know how we can follow you uh, now that we're ending this chat. How can we support the good work that you're doing? Um, so yeah, I'm on LinkedIn uh, and I'd love to, you know, to have you in one of my workshops. This is all voluntary. I, you know, it's, there's no charge and just, you know, join me and, and, and practice that self-promotion and, and also go home now and, and practice, 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 whether with your coworkers or your friends and family on social media or, or you know, work meetings. Don't let that energy, uh, you know, fade. Use it. Yes. Thank you all so much. Okay. So I hope to see you all in the next chat. Eleanor, thank you so much. And thanks to everyone who joined us. Thank you uh, for take having care of me. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes.